Let's go. Today is Wednesday, January 17, 2024. Donald Trump teases big role for Vivek Ramaswamy in a absolute bombshell electric endorsement last night with Vivek Ramaswamy and Donald Trump on stage together. A lot of people were like, whoa, that's the energy. Blew our minds. We were live last night. If you caught it, well, awesome. Thank you for watching. Hunter Biden prosecutors dropped damning new evidence saying cocaine was found in his gun pouch. As a appreciator of the Second Amendment, where do I get a gun pouch? I kind of want a gun pouch. I don't have a drug problem. You wouldn't find cocaine in my gun pouch. Maybe some applesauce from like my kids or something. But where do I get a gun pouch? What's a gun pouch? Jim Jordan, as I said, joins the show. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show. When traveling all week, we went to the frozen. I mean, I've never felt cold like that. I mean, I'm from I'm from Iowa, but that was like the coldest I've ever been. We, were, <laughs> we we went to a brewery and the beer froze outside. We were standing outside doing a shot, and like the beer started to get ice on it, like just by being outside. It was very cold. And whenever you're traveling during that kind, of, and you're in these airports, and it was so packed, it was so crowded in the airports. You're like, dude, I'm gonna get sick. And sure, sure as anything, I have the sniffles this morning, right? And so I'm telling you. I'm glad that I used the wellness company. The wellness company ensures that I have preparedness no matter where I am or what I'm doing. And we are often traveling, actually. Uh, this is flu season, disease X, or whatever they want to come up with these days. It's important to make sure that you yourself are prepared. So the wellness company is there for you for something innocent like a tick bite or COVID, or the next bioweapon that's manufactured, the wellness company's medical emergency kit is what you need to be prepared. Has emergency antibiotics, medication, Z-Pak, and more, as well as a guidebook to aid in the safe use of these life-saving medications. Endorsed by the great Dr. Peter McCullough. To order now, go to twc.health slash Benny. That's twc.health slash Benny to enter the code Benny for 10% off. The wellness company makes sure that you are prepared. That's twc.health slash Benny. Promo code Benny. Ladies and gentlemen, stay prepared. I wasn't prepared for how badass it was yesterday with uh, Donald Trump and Vivek Ramaswamy on stage. A lot of people are like, boy, look at the energy. Look at the back and forth between the two of these guys coming together. Now, it's no secret that Vivek has been on the show, has been like a regular guest. I'd love to interview Donald Trump. We've had a request and interview Donald Trump for a while. And we will get that done. Guy's been a little busy, a little busy. In fact, we had something really nicely locked up to do with Donald Trump earlier in the year, uh, or I guess earlier in 2023, but then there was some massive filing. Producer ALX and I crying ourselves to sleep. There's some big court filing thing that was an emergency, and they had to they had to postpone. So anyway, uh, I have no problem having Alina Haba on or other guests and surrogates for Donald Trump. Jim Jordan's one of them. But I tell you what, Vivek dropping out. After coming in fourth in the Iowa caucuses, which was a very respectable fourth, considering the fact that he came from zero, that he has never held public office before, get 8% in the Iowa caucus and to spend like a fraction of the money that the other candidates spent and to do so by carrying the mantle forward, never attacking Donald Trump, like Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis had built their entire little trailer park uh, on attacking Donald Trump. And I call it a trailer park because Donald Trump is the tornado that is going to rip through the trailer park. And it's bad idea. So they've done nothing but go hard in the paint. The tactics of Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis have been go as hard as I possibly can against Trump. And that's what they're doing. We're going to deconstruct both of those campaigns here. But the campaign that ended after the Iowa caucus was Vivek's 
along with Asa Hutchison. But nobody, nobody really cares about Asa Hutchison. He looks like a Walmart greeter uh, who decided to accidentally run for president. No, don't know what what Asa is going to do. But um, happy trails, I guess, pal. So Vivek is the only person that anyone cares about. And Vivek joined Donald Trump last night. They were together at the victory, at the victory party. And this is something that Donald Trump claimed he was going to do and made good on the next day. After Donald Trump won victory in Iowa, he promised to bring the entire party together. Now, it's yet to be seen what's going to happen with Nikki Haley or Ron DeSantis. I'm not sure that Donald Trump will ever embrace Ron DeSantis. Steve Cortez, one of Ron DeSantis's uh, top backers, has now flipped as of this morning, publishing, we need to unite around Trump now, <laughs> along with a bunch of other endorsements that have rolled in. But Donald Trump is saying, yo, we are going to bring this party together, enough infighting. And this is a very smart move. And the reason why is very tactical is because, yo, you got to stop spending money in these races. It's really fruitless. It's really stupid. You got to stop pouring money, except for Nikki Haley. I'm okay with Nikki Haley spending as much money as she possibly can. The reason why is because it's all Democrat money, and we'll get there in just a second, but it's all Democrat money. Nikki Haley is completely and totally funded by Democrats and is voted for by Democrats. We have the proof. Democrats are the only reason that Nikki Haley was even able to uh, come in third, a distant third in the Iowa caucuses, where Democrat voters flipping parties to vote for her and the Republican caucus. What? It's crazy. We have the report for you. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Steve Cortez, one of the DeSantis people who flipped as of this morning back to Donald Trump uh, and is endorsing Donald Trump. Again, Donald Trump saying time for unity. This was the message from Iowa. Well, I want to thank everybody. This has been some period of time and most importantly, we want to thank the great people of Iowa. Thank you. We love you all. What a turnout. What a crowd. And I really think this is time now for everybody, our country, to come together. We want to come together, uh, whether it's Republican or Democrat or liberal or conservative. It would be so nice if we could come together and straighten out the world and straighten out the problems and straighten out all of the death and destruction that we're witnessing. That's practically never been like this. It's uh, just so important. And I want to make that a very big part of our message. We're going to come together. It's going to happen soon, too. It's going to happen soon. So Donald Trump with Vivek Ronswamy in New Hampshire. Then the next day, Donald Trump saying nice things about Vivek, actually from the stage at the Iowa Cox victory. I also want to congratulate Vivek because he did a hell of a job. He came from uh, zero and he's uh, got a big percent, probably 8%, almost 8%. And that's a, an amazing job. They all did. They're all very smart, very smart people, very capable people. So here's something that we didn't know at the time is that Vivek had called. We thought it was called. Vivek actually traveled to Donald Trump, met Donald Trump. And they had had a, a conversation before that speech. And Vivek told him that he was going to endorse Donald Trump and to drop out of the race that night. So they were actually together making this plan. And I'm like, well, I wonder I, I wonder why Vivek didn't return my text message because <laughs> he was with Donald Trump, <laughs> right? So this is then what happened. And I'm also making the decision that this has to be an America first candidate in that White House. As I've said since the beginning, there are two America First candidates in this race. 
And earlier tonight, I called Donald Trump to tell him that I congratulated him on his victory. And now going forward, he will have my full endorsement for the presidency. And I think we're going to do the right thing for this country. There we go, baby. There we go. So what's the right thing for this country? Uh, Coalescing around Donald Trump, who is clearly the only person who is going to come out of this Republican primary now, right? Maybe two years ago, it wasn't that clear. But now, it is, obviously, it is. Empirically, based on all the data, I mean, obvious. So any dollar or any attack spent on Donald Trump is now damaging your own party and the person who will carry the mantle forward in your own party. And Vivek did a really good job of carrying the America First mantle, you know, the totems of America First, on his shoulders to a new generation, reaching different people. I think that the major issue with Vivek's campaign is that he was years too early. Vivek ran a campaign that was social focused, that was viral focused, uh, that was lean and mean and didn't and didn't do things the traditional way. And they didn't spend money the traditional way and was very grassroots oriented and was built on a lot of charisma and energy and like communication and listening. And that's going to be the way that campaigns move forward as a demographic of people, uh, as the corporate media atrophies and is destroyed. And as a demographic of people who get their information from social, uh, begin to become the main voting block in America. So Vivek was like early in his campaign. But either way, coming in, getting 8% of the vote in Iowa is a huge triumph for him, is a massive triumph. What's not a triumph is getting Democrats to vote for you and then only getting 19%, which is what happened with Nikki Haley. This is the proof that Nikki Haley is a Democrat-funded campaign and that only Democrats are voting for Nikki Haley. And let's remember here, ladies and gentlemen, Nikki Haley is a failed governor of South Carolina. Nobody in South Carolina likes her. Nobody in South Carolina like wanted her to be governor again. Uh, she disrespected the state. She disrespected the people there. She was loathed by the people in South Carolina. Uh, Nikki Haley then used that to uh, launch herself into the Trump administration based almost entirely on intersectional feminist credentials, right? Anytime you attack Nikki Haley, she's like, is it because you hate women? Is it because you hate my heritage? Nikki Haley is another fraud. She says that there shouldn't be any anonymity on the internet. There's going to be people who are commenting on the show right now on on YouTube or Facebook or X or Rumble that are anons, right, that don't want to comment as themselves. And that's, by the way, like a protection of the First Amendment. Nikki Haley says that whilst, like, one, not using her given birth name, which is Nimrata, I think. Uh, but two, also this creepy thing where she changed her husband's name. You know, Nikki cha Haley changed her husband's name. She's like, I'm going to call you Mike now. His name's Bob or whatever. Who the hell does that? Well, I can tell you who does that. Somebody who says that Nikki, that Hillary Clinton is her greatest motivator and inspiration. I kid you not. She's on camera saying it a bunch. Nikki Haley is saying that Hillary Clinton is her favorite political motivator. And why do I say that, that that's the kind of person who do it? Well, Nick, well, Hillary Clinton is also a deeply like maniacal, disingenuous a warmonger who's like a bitter feminist. And this is who Nikki Haley is. The best plan for Democrats, and boy, I tell you what, they're schemers, man. I, you almost got to respect it, how much they, they're schemers. Know thy enemy. Uh, uh, the art of war. Sun Tzu's art of war. Know thy enemy. 
who baby man they they think these things through we can't they're not going to win with joe if they get rid of joe they get kamala which will lose even worse on a national nationally kamala would lose kamala would probably lose 40 states okay and so th- th- what they're going to do is they're going to run a democrat as a republican and then you get nikki haley so it's good to call these things out right nikki haley saying that hillary clinton's her number one inspiration Hillary Clinton is actually the reason I may not agree with her on a lot of things, but she is actually the reason that I made the jump. And so then I had to figure out whether I was Republican or Democrat. So. So, OK, uh, was I a Republican or Democrat? <laughs> uh, well, you're a Democrat because you won't even say the term criminal illegal alien. Check this out. But let's keep in mind these people that are wanting to come here. They want to come for a better life, too. They have kids, too. They have a heart, too. They So we don't need to be disrespectful. We don't need to talk about them as criminals. They're not. They're families that want a better life, and they're desperate to get here. Uh, oftentimes, oftentimes I get ahead of myself with my producers, right? I, like, love to rant and talk about these things. We do the show live. Uh, but I just can't get over this article. And thank you, ALX, for getting the article so that we can talk through it with you. Nikki Haley changed the name of her husband. So the person that says there should be no anonymity on the Internet and you should register with the federal government to use the Internet. That's what she said. She's made the case that there should no one should have anonymity online. There should be no there should be no anonymous account. You should be you should have to go and register with the federal government in order to use Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, X, Rumble. Everyone needs to like register with the government. Do you? Oh, ha, 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 who? My God! Like I haven't even heard people like Joe Biden make those kind of arguments. Like they're hardened Marxists, like AOC, that don't that aren't so extreme that they would make those kind of arguments. You know who has made those kind of arguments? Hillary Clinton. Crazy. Anyway, the lady who's obsessed with doing that, Nikki Haley, uh, can't even use her husband's real name. Much, uh, much less her own real name. Okay, check this out from the BBC. Yeah, okay. So from the BBC, from Bill to Michael, why Mister Haley switched names? <laughs> so wait, when Michael has to register under dictator Nikki's Nikki, should we call her Nikki Hillary? What should be her new nickname? Nikki Hillary. Donald Trump shared a uh, really funny meme of Nikki Hillary. Uh, earlier today we should load that up but not there it is <laughs> this donald trump monster social and savage <laughs> my producers are saying nimrata clinton yeah okay all right yeah the alx says nimrata clinton because her, her given name is nimrata i'm not making a joke i'm not being i'm not trying to do what joe biden said about uh like indians at dunkin donuts which joe biden said on camera i'm not make, making a joke here this is her given name Okay, what's wrong with your given name? But this person who's so obsessed with you using your name and registering with the federal government to use the internet, well, she won't use her given name. She changed her name and then changed her husband's name. What kind of person changes her husband's name? Let me read to you from the article. Miss Haley said that when she first started dating her husband, South Carolina National Army Guard Michael Haley, he went by Bill. You don't look like a Bill, Miss Haley said. Instead, Ms. Haley decided that his middle name was a better fit. Bill was his middle name. Nikki Haley started calling him Bill. 
And then all of her friends started calling him Bill. Because Haley said, you just don't look like a Bill. Oh, wait, hold on. Revert. Well, I was reading a paraphrase here. Uh, a paraphrase here. Hey, Alex, I think you got the paraphrase wrong. Let me read you directly from the article. Okay, here we go. Uh, Miss Haley said that when she first started dating her husband, South Carolina, uh, Michael Haley, he he went by Bill. You don't look like a Bill. Instead, Miss Haley decided his middle name was a better fit. From that point on, I started calling him Michael. All my friends did the same, she said. He looks like a Michael. Before we knew it, he was universally known as Michael. It's rare that an adult changes their name in this way, naming specialists told the BBC. <laughs> so uh, there are so many Williams and Michaels of different ages. So how, who just changes their name mi like in the middle of their life, says a, uh, psych a psychologist to the BBC. Well, a sociopath, actually, who just changes their name. ALX saying he sent me the right quote. You know what? Maybe I just didn't read it correctly. I'm not sure. But I'll tell you what. I'll always call our executive producer ALX, and I won't call him ALX, ALX Rata or, or Bill. I assure you, ALX, I called ALX even Alex once, and I felt bad about it. I had to apologize. Uh, I, like, AL, I will call him ALX, and I will never call you Bill. Okay, that is my that is my promise to you. Although I may I may read these quotes wrong from the article. Nonetheless, Nikki Haley is a sociopath. Okay, she's like a straight up sociopath, which is why after coming in a distant third with Democrat support. By the way, we got to play the clip. Here's the clip from CBS News, proving that Democrats are the only reason why Nikki Haley even came in third. Nikki Haley should have been beaten by Vivek, somebody who hasn't changed his name. Vivek Ronswami should have come in third, probably, but Democrats switched parties in order to vote for Nikki, which is actually what happened. Watch. Uh, Major, it's been a very interesting night. They just finished uh, voting. This was a room in favor of Nikki Haley, overwhelmingly so. Ron DeSantis second, Donald Trump a distant third. The most interesting development of the evening, and Anthony Salvanto will, will find this to be very interesting indeed, they had 50 forms for people who wanted to register tonight or switch their party registration. They ran out of those forms. Members of the caucus team here had to run out to multiple people's homes to get printer paper and get their printers fired up. They printed another 25 or so sheets of paper. They estimate about 75 people were new registrations or switched their registration from Democrat to Republican in order to play in this caucus tonight. And I think that's a big reason why Nikki Haley uh, was lifted up. You're getting a little noise here as they clean up, uh, was so uh, impressive in this particular outing. If she can repeat that, because we're talking about 20% of the vote here, thereabouts, give or take, uh, were new registrations or crossovers. And that is above the typical rate. You see estimates about 10% in a typical open caucus. So if she can outperform in counties like this one, at caucus sites like this one, then that bodes well for her ability to have a strong second, which of course is what her campaign really wants to drive the narrative into New Hampshire. So apparently there was a one vote difference in the most liberal county in Iowa, Johnson County, which is where the University of Iowa is, with a bunch of Marxist professors. There was a one vote difference, and that's because they ran out of forms for Democrats switching parties to vote for Nikki Haley to try and be a spoiler for Trump. Nikki Haley beat Trump in only one county by one vote in the Iowa primary. 
Trump won all over districts. So to stop Trump from doing a full sweep of Iowa, Nikki Haley had to uh, uh, elicit Democrats. And so many of them, they run out of the party registration flip forms. Incredible. Nikki Haley is funded by Democrats. Reed Hastings is the guy who's funding lawsuits against Donald Trump. Reed Hastings is a Democrat mega donor, and he's totally funding Nikki Haley with an unlimited vat of money. So on some level, Nikki Haley continuing to run is burning through Democrat cash. I don't know. Maybe that's a good thing. But either way, she is completely propped up by Democrat voters and by Democrats herself. Yet she claims victory and says it's a two-person race. Like, what the hell? Watch. I can safely say tonight, Iowa made this Republican primary a two-person race. Okay, what are you doing? Like, what? Like, okay, how can you, how can you, how can you, in what universe? Oh, you, you are a, you're a sociopath. Oh, okay, you're a sociopath. That's what's going on here. You're, you have to be a sociopath to change your husband's name, right? You have to be a sociopath to declare that everyone must use their real names while you don't use your real name. And then you have to be a sociopath to like look at the results from Iowa where only, you only got third place because of Democrats and then say it's a two-person race. Makes, makes absolutely no sense. Both her and DeSantis should drop out. And if you need if you need further proof of that, check this out from yesterday. Vivek Ramaswamy on stage with Trump. The two of them had a lot of chemistry, had a lot of fire, and a lot of people were saying Vivek for VP. A lot of people saying Tucker for VP. I got, I feel the energy, man. I feel the energy. Watch. Kept saying, why is he running? He keeps calling me a great president. But he's a fantastic guy, a very smart guy. He's got some tremendous ideas. And uh, he's young and he's got some young ideas, too. And that's a good thing. So he has a big, beautiful, bright future ahead. Vivek Ramaswamy. Come on up, Vivek. Let's do this, guys. It's good to see you. It's good to be back to New Hampshire. We miss you guys. We're going to make this happen, and you guys know this well. You know this man. You know why we're here, patriots across the state. We are in the middle of a war in this country. That's what this is. It's not a war between black and white. It's not between Democrat and Republican, even in a deeper sense. It's between the permanent state and the everyday citizen. Um, the two of these guys like each other. So this is why I've like done work with this is why I've done work with Vivek. I, like like people people went nuts, right? Like people people got really emotional before the Iowa caucuses, and we're like, "You're paid. You're sh-. I've never been paid a cent. I never will get paid a cent. I think that practice is grotesque, right? The like the people that will sell their endorsements or or sell like sell one thing or another. I w- I wasn't ever going out. I'm I'm never like campaigning for anyone. I'm out to tell good stories. I'm out to serve this audience. So I want to like state it. I've stated it for the record, but I like, I can't believe I have to do this, but Hey, here, I'm happy to do it. There's nothing wrong with the truth. Never been paid by anyone. Nobody cuts me checks. I'm out to tell interesting stories and I'm out for America first. That's what I'm out for. Now, Vivek is pretty much the same age as I am. And he is much like I do every single day, carrying forth the totems of America first. And that's really good to a new generation. That's like a super positive thing to do. 
And so I've always like been very curious uh, and interested in his campaign and because that's what we're going to have to do eventually, right? Like to save my kids, you're going to have to like keep that rolling, okay? So this is what I do all day. Guys like Charlie Kirk do, do all day. And it's like, quite honestly, my calling. And so anyway, I was always, I've always been very interested in Vivek's campaign. And uh, watching the two of those guys, Donald Trump obviously being the man who sort of like Ronald Reagan ran his campaign with the slogan, make America great again. It's on official Ronald Reagan campaign posters. I'm not sure if we can grab one, but like from like the early 80s, you can see these posters with Ronald Reagan, make America great again, right? Is like the slogan. So it's like Donald Trump is bringing forward the what what we used to be called the Reagan revolution. That is now shouldered on Donald Trump's shoulders. Donald Trump gets a chance for one more term in the White House, right? That will happen in 2024. And then where's the movement go? Well, that's going to be really important to structure that. Right. It's going to be really important to build that. What happened with Barack Obama? Barack Obama had his own little revolution. And then what happened? He hasn't it off to Hillary. That was a bad idea. <laughs> like, right. Like you need to make sure that there's like good new blood. You need to make sure that there's like strong people. Here we go. Let's make America great again. Ronald Reagan. Here's his official campaign poster from the 1980s. I believe this was the 1980 campaign. Uh, Reagan for president. Let's make America great again. Ladies and gentlemen, that's how this that's how this goes. You were able to then transfer the movement. So it's very inspiring for me to see these two together on stage. And I loved seeing the energy. The energy was electric. There's one thing you can say for sure is that Nikki Haley is not the heir to the MAGA movement nor to the America First movement. Nikki Haley is not the heir to the Make America Great Again movement from the 1980 campaign confirmed. And that's why I loved seeing Nikki Haley get a blowtorch yesterday from Vivek. Watch. You know what? We do have some enemies that we need to defeat on the other side, but we have challenges to address in our own party right here at home. So you know what? If you want somebody who's going to foist onto you to use your social media account, you want to use a driver's license to do it, to have the right to use the Internet, this man's not your man. There's another candidate in this race who'll do that for you. It's Nikki Haley. You want to send, you want to cut Social Security, you want to cut Medicare, you want to cut veterans benefits so we can fork over more money to Ukraine so some kleptocrat can buy a bigger house? Vote for Nikki Haley, not this man right here. But if you want to actually put an agenda that puts Americans first, to say that the moral obligation of your leaders is to the citizens of this country, not another one, there is not a better choice left in this race than this man right here. And that is why I am asking you to do the right thing as New Hampshire and to vote for Donald J. Trump as your next president, because we're not working with a lot of time here. <laughs> I'm just looking at some of the comments. Magaswamy. <laughs> What's that? It's like pretty good. Okay. People saying Ben Carson for VP, Tucker Carlson for VP. Ladies and gentlemen, there's a new segment on this program. It's going to be called the Based Bomb. Okay. We're going to assault the libs very soon. But our Based Bomb that we're going to do, hopefully every show, or as, as, as close to every show as we can, is going to be a moment that is exceedingly based from the campaign trail uh, that is inspiring. We do as much, we try as far as we can to be inspiring on this program to give you good news. Okay. We will never lie to you. We will never make up anything, but we try as hard as we can to see the world with a silver lining. I'm a father of three young kids. I got to do that. 
I got to I got to have hope for the future. It is empirical that I have hope for the future to like keep going. And I have to have that energy for this program. So ladies and gentlemen, our base bomb is something that is supposed to be inspiring. Supposed to fill you with fire and energy and heat and light. And our base bomb for the day is the truths. Donald Trump getting his endorsement with Vivek Ranswami, Vivek dropping based bomb truths on stage. Let's go. We believe those ideals still exist. This man is going to be your next president to revive them. E pluribus unum. From many, one. And you know how we're doing it? We're doing it by speaking the truth at every step of the way. There are two genders in this country. Period. That is the truth. Fossil fuels are a requirement for human prosperity. Drill, frack, burn coal, embrace nuclear energy. Reverse racism is racism. An open border is not a border. Parents determine the education of their children. The nuclear family is the greatest form of governance known to mankind. Capitalism lifts us up from poverty. There are three branches of government in the United States, not four. And the U.S. Constitution is the strongest and greatest guarantor of freedom in human history. That is the truth. We fight for the truth. Ladies and gentlemen, um, what I thought was interesting yesterday, and my producers have informed me that I'm I'm getting attacked online. Oh, my God. It's supposed to be a day that ends in Y. Like, my producers informed me that people are butthurt because I said Fox cut away from Vivek's speech. Why? Why would you do that? I'm, I'm really tired of that because what that is is it's editorializing. So Fox cut away to hear from the great Ari Fleischer, who's like a – Bald guy from the Bush administration. What, like, when have you been relevant, dude? You were part of the worst administration in American history. I would argue that in modern American history, nothing has been worse for the Republican Party than George W. Bush. Okay. And that is something that I've come around to as somebody like, it's actually my greatest shame in life was supporting George W. Bush and corrosive evil policies like wars abroad that put us trillions into debt. And uh, wars at home, the war on you, the American people, which is what the Patriot Act is, a war on the American people. And so I'm ashamed of that, and I make recompense for it, and I'll admit when I'm wrong. So Ari Fleischer, so why are you cutting away from the new energy of the party to go to the like old and diseased, broken energy of a party that no longer exists? Because it's not the party of George W. Bush anymore. We are not the party of Mitt Romney and John McCain and the Bushes. That party is dead. D-E-D, dead. Anyway, I tweeted this clip. I'm like, why the hell are you cutting away from Vivek? You got new energy for like the old, decrepit, broken down energy. It's wrong. You should let these things play out and you should run You should run the rallies like they did in 2016. They just kind of broadcast the Trump rallies. Broadcast them. Do the same with Joe Biden, please. I beg of you. Let Joe Biden talk on, on, uh, on TV. Let the people see. Here's Fox cutting away. We fight for the truth. Joining us now is Ari Fleischer, former White House press secretary, Fox News contributor. And- <laughs> what? Why? Why do you do that? Stupid. Anyway, CNN does the same thing. 
this is this like grates my final nerve, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. My producer, producer Robbie saying Biden is worse than Bush. Yeah. Like, let them broadcast the Biden. This isn't because I want to see Trump all day, every day on TV live. Uh, it's because I want to see Biden, too. Like, let broadcast Joe Biden's speeches live. They wouldn't dare. They wouldn't dare. Right. Because they're too scared. But they're really scared. They're scared for a different reason. Broadcasting Donald Trump's speech, Donald Trump's victory speech in Iowa. So Donald Trump wins the greatest Iowa caucus victory in American history, period. OK, we went through. Iowa caucuses all the way back to 1972 when they started. First in the nation. Ba- greatest Donald Trump, the greatest victory in in Iowa caucus history. And soon we'll be joined by uh, Congressman Jim Jordan, Chairman Jordan, who was a surrogate for Donald Trump on the road, who will tell us all about it. But instead of letting Donald Trump speak at his victory party, uh, CNN did this country. I can't imagine why they think that's a good thing. Donald Trump declaring victory with a historically strong showing in the Iowa caucuses. If these numbers hold the biggest victory for a non-incumbent president in the modern era for this contest, a relatively subdued speech as these things go so far, although here he is right now under under my voice. You hear him repeating his anti-immigrant rhetoric. Here he is under my voice. Why does Jake Tapper always sound like he's about to cry? Jake Tapper always sounds like he's just been punched right in the nuts by like a like a midget in the control room. And why would you cut away from the speech? That's editorializing. It's more important to hear what Vivek says. It's more important to hear what Trump says after his speech. It's more important to hear these things. It really grates on my last nerve. It's why when we do lives on this program and millions of you have been watching our lives that we've been doing, we just let them play. We just let it play. We just let you see what's happening. You'll never hear me jumping in and editorializing or interrupting. It's like because we, we've seen the the press have been now told to do that. So we're we sure we sure shooting ain't gonna do that. Fox News did have Vivek on last night, uh, Jesse Waters' show, show that we really like, um, to talk about the endorsement of Donald Trump. Here's what he said. The response was overwhelming. And I think it's very clear who the Republican primary electorate is saying that they want to be their nominee. I ran to be that person. They sent me a very positive message. But the very positive message they sent to all of us is that Donald Trump needs to be the nominee of this party. And I think Ron DeSantis and Nikki Haley would actually at this point do this country and this party a service by stepping aside to make sure that we're focused on not only nominating Donald Trump, but getting this country back and reviving those founding revolutionary ideals and I think we do live in that 1776 moment right now. We need to win. So strong showing, honestly, strong showing. Ladies and gentlemen, there are so many salty clips I got to show you. So many salty clips of libs having like panic attacks on TV. Jim Jordan will be joining the program momentarily, uh, but we got to get to one. We got to get to one before, before we bring on the congressman. Ladies and gentlemen, this one's my favorite. This one's my favorite. There are a couple and we'll play them. But th- there's a couple. There's a couple. But there's one we got to play. We got to play this clip. K. Uh, <laughs> they did polling. CNN did polling of the Iowa caucus goers and asked, "Do you think that Joe Biden is a legitimate president?" <laughs> a bunch of along with a bunch of other stuff. And to listen to them read the polls live on air is the saltiest sodium filled. I mean, you could pave every. You could defrost and de-ice every driveway and sidewalk in Iowa. Across the entire Midwest, all the way to Jim Jordan's Ohio, with the salts that poured out of the CNN green room, 
uh, when they played these, the results of these uh, clips, of these polls, okay? So here we go, CNN reading the polls of how many people believe that Joe Biden's a legitimate president, live on air. Oh, it's, oh, it's so good. Get your salt shakers out. Here's our salt that lid for the day. Well, Jake, we are sort of trying to take stock of what does this electorate look like in Iowa tonight? Now, these are early entrance poll results. These are people who arrived at the caucus site early. These numbers will change throughout the night as we do more interviews. But look at this. We ask folks, are you part of the MAGA movement? 53%, a majority of those uh, that we've interviewed thus far say yes. They consider themselves part of the MAGA movement. 41% say no, they're not. We also asked folks, do you think Joe Biden legitimately won the 2020 election? 68%, 68%, more than two thirds of those in these early entrance poll results showing up early to the caucus sites say no, he did not wrongly say no, he did not win legitimately in 2020. And then we asked if Donald Trump is convicted of a crime, do you still think he's fit for the presidency? A similar result here, nearly two-thirds of those who've showed up at the Republican caucuses tonight in Iowa, at least these early arrivers, tell us, yes, Donald Trump is still fit for the presidency, even if convicted of a crime. These numbers show a very Trump-aligned Republican electorate. <laughs> We're cracking up in the studio. We're like la- We're like rolling, like howling with laughter over that. How many people, how many people do you... Ha- how many people think that Joe Biden is legitimately elected? 70%. No. <laughs> CNN's shaking this on studio. Oh, it's so good. We were there in Iowa. We were asking people similar things, and we will have our documentary about the Iowa caucus up. It's fascinating. We traveled with Trump surrogates. We traveled with Vivek. We traveled around. It was really, it was really, it, it It'll warm your soul, even though it was negative 50 outside. Even though it was so cold outside and we were going all over the place, our we were still able to post. We were still able to do lives. We were still able to bring you the news, and that's because we use Patriot Mobile. Patriot Mobile is the only cell company that I trust. That is because, well, on this network, freedom of speech is paramount. Patriot Mobile is a Christian conservative wireless provider, and you should use them because you believe in freedom of speech, and you, of course, believe in freedom itself. Patriot Mobile is the only, only Christian conservative wireless provider in America, and that is why we take them everywhere with us, including on the road in Iowa. PatriotMobile.com slash Benny or call 972-PATRIOT. Get free activation today when you use the offer code Benny. PatriotMobile.com slash Benny. Ladies and gentlemen, to a man who was on the frozen tundra of Iowa hustling for Donald Trump and bringing him great victory on the Iowa caucus night, rolling into New Hampshire, and a busy man at that, probably the busiest man in all of Washington, D.C., arguably, the great chairman of the judiciary, Jim Jordan, joins us now. Congressman, I have to ask my obligatory yep. question about sure. the Hawkeye State. Was it was it troubling to see that many Hawkeyes be it that well, uh, you yourself wrestled in Wisconsin, <laughs> you, you probably an uh, uh, Ohio, Ohio State fan, I'd assume. 
Yeah, well, you, you'll appreciate this. I walk into, uh, so I went to the caucus in Adele, Iowa, hometown of now, now Kinnick, the great running back in Kinnick Stadium and all, but a uh, big wrestling town as well. And uh, the, one of the first guys who walks in was a guy about back in my era, uh, you know, us, us old guys, but a national champ for Iowa State, not the Hawkeyes, but for Iowa State. So we talked a lot of wrestling. We're up in Fort Dodge, Bill Cole, great wrestling and, and wrestling coach uh, was from Fort Dodge. So it was fun. But I love that, that clip you played because, I think the the polling shows eight out of ten uh, Republican voters feel the, the 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 government's been weaponized against the American people and been weaponized against President Trump. That that sort of was the theme of that. It's like they see what you and I see, what we know has been happening out there. It's a two tiered justice system, and I think that factored into the enthusiasm and this huge support that President Trump got uh, on uh, on Monday night. Yes, we have some uh, great clips of you here in uh, just, just just on the ground in Iowa, grassroots campaigning. Uh, can you tell me, like, what was your major takeaway from Iowa? Well, they, they, the, the Iowa voters, like I think American voters uh, and American people have common sense and they, they can look at the comparison. Little, I always say this. We went from a secure border under President Trump to no border under Joe Biden. We went from safe streets to record crime. We went from two dollar gas to three, four, five dollar gas. And we went maybe most importantly from stable prices to record inflation under Joe Biden. And I haven't even got into foreign policy. Where, you know, Ukraine, uh, Russia's in Ukraine, Hamas and Hezbollah are attacking our dear friend, the state of Israel. We know what China's, none of that kind of stuff happened when President Trump was the commander in chief. So I think common sense, the people step back and they look at all this and they say, we prefer what was going on, on, on under President Trump. And we also see this weaponization of the government against we, the people, these agencies being turned on the very people they're supposed to serve. And that's why they want President Trump back in the White House. Congressman, uh, can can you uh, divulge to us what what I, we know? You were backstage with Donald Trump. Like, what was what was his what was his uh, attitude like on the night of the victory? Uh, what did he say to you? Actually, I wasn't backstage with him, but the day before in Indianola, Iowa, when he did that rally, I got to talk to him there, and he's as fired up as he always is. I mean, this guy's an, an, a, just an amazing amount of energy. Uh, and, and an amazing amount of energy in spite of, you know, four indictments, uh, two state, two federal coming at him. He just keeps on fighting. And I love the line he uses so much. Uh, he's got a lot of great lines. But the one that I like is he says, they're coming after me because I'm fighting for you. Yeah. Well, in Indianola, he changed it. I thought it was even better. He said, they're coming after my freedom because I'm fighting for yours. And I thought that captures it. And again, I think it connected with the Republican voters there in Iowa, I think it connects with Republican voters across the country. And I think some independent and Democrat voters as well see that he is fighting for freedom. And that's why I think he's going to be our next president. So you talked about the weaponization of the government and how that was proven true in these uh, straw poll results and in the snap polls that CNN was doing. Uh, now it turns out that I'm allowed to say, and you've been such a friend of the show, and I've been waiting for years to say this to you on the show, that the entire DOJ now supports you? The Department of Justice backs all of your findings? Well, now, yeah. <laughs> now, now, now the entire Department of Justice has aligned behind you and say <laughs> admitted, has like pledged fealty yeah. and are now down on their knees admitting that Jim Jordan was right? The entire time, yeah. the last three years, Jim Jordan's been right? Here yeah. we go, new court filing today. The DOJ confirms Hunter Biden's laptop is real, that he yeah. left it at a computer score, that, that the contents matched what they've obtained during a search warrant of his iCloud, Hold your breath. They also confirm that the Russian plant was a dirty, was actually a dirty trick and was a lie manufactured and that he had cocaine in his gun pouch. I know you love the Second Amendment. I don't have a gun pouch. Where can I get a gun pouch? That sounds awesome. Uh, but w wait, what does it feel like to be the rightest man in Washington right now? 
Well, and, and also, you know, how, uh, Benny, how could those 51 former intelligence officials, how could they be wrong? They're the smartest people on the planet. How could they be wrong? <laughs> Two weeks before the election, they told us, oh, this has all the earmarks of a Russian information operation. Baloney. It was all baloney. And you and I knew it at the time. Uh, so many of us suspected this was was baloney, what they were saying, but they got away with it. And it was done at the urging of the Biden campaign. You talk about election interference. That may be the biggest thing ever, what they did literally like 15, 16 days before we go to the polls to elect the most important office we have, the commander in chief, the president of the United States. That, that's the part that ticks me off more than all the stuff them denying it for, you know, three years now, um, four years now almost. Um, so it's, uh, I guess, you know, better late than never, but it, it underscores again, this, 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 you know, unequal treatment under the law and this, this, the way the, the, the left operates. Will you ever get an apology? Do you think? I mean, uh, it's just, it's, it's I'm gas. I was less gasping by this filing by the DOJ. Yeah. Admitted, uh, well, admitted that you were right. They've admitted that you were right over the last three years, that everything you've said is, is 100% true and that they knew about it. Well, you're being too kind to me, but, but you were right. I mean, there have been, there's, there's only a handful of folks in the media uh, going clear back to, to 16, 17, 18, and all the way through. I mean, go clear back to the, you know, they were spying on his campaign, the Mueller investigation. There were only a handful of you guys in the media, a handful of us in Congress who were willing to say, this doesn't seem right. This smells, this seems ridiculous. And frankly, everyone, they, they spied on his campaign. Then it was the Mueller investigation. Then it was the impeachment based on this phone call, which is completely baloney what the Democrats did there. Then they raid his home. Then it, then it's the four indictments. Then it's the 14th Amendment. And, and now we come to this, this idea that, oh, well, maybe in 20, maybe, maybe, the laptop was real after all. I mean, you just, that, again, that underscores, I think, what happened in Iowa Monday. People were fired up yes. about this government being turned on the citizens and, and attacking their political enemies. And that motivated, when I, the, the event I was at in, in Adele, Iowa, I mean, there was a huge crowd. That whole half of the yes. gym was, was, was full of people coming out to vote on a night when, as you said, it was 10, 12 degrees below zero. Very cool. Even for Midwesterners, it was cold. So there's a big push right now for people to say in, in our comment section and all across social, the social web, people are like, you gotta drop out. Nikki Haley, Ron DeSantis, it's done, it's finished. What's your message to Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis right now? Well, I think uh, whether they drop out or not, I, I just I just think President Trump's going to win. I think he's going to win New Hampshire. I think he's going to win South Carolina, win Nevada. I think he's going to be our nominee. More importantly, I think he's going to win in November, get back in office and fight for our freedom and I fight for the things he told us. The one thing I always say about President Trump, I always I always talk about I think we make the job of being an elected official way too complicated. It's pretty basic. What did you tell the voters you were going to do when you ran for the job? If they elect you and put you in office, go do what you said. He did it better than anyone, better than anyone. And that's why the swamp and the establishment despise him so much is because he actually came here and changed the town and did what the American people elected him to do and did what he told him he was going to do when they put him in the office. That's why we need him back in there. Do you think, it, I mean, you talk about weaponization against Donald Trump and about these frivolous lawsuits against Donald Trump. Nikki Haley's biggest donor, Reed Hastings, is funding one of the lawsuits against Donald Trump. I mean, that's really, that's really Pretty yeah. toxic. No, it is. And, and again, that's why I think she finished third. And I, that's why she's not going to get the nomination. Um, and, you know, they got we got colleagues who uh, what Senator Paul uh, set up the, the never Nikki uh, 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 push and, and position. So, uh, look, I think um, I think President Trump's going to win. And uh, I just think, you know, I, I always say, like, think, think about 
He told us he was going to cut taxes. He did. He told us he was going to reduce regulations. He did. He told us he was going to build the wall. He did. He told us he was going to put conservatives on the court. He did. Three of them. Gorsuch, Kavanaugh, Coney Bear. He told us he was going to put the embassy in Jerusalem. He did. He told us we'd have a great economy. And we did. I mean, like you could just keep going. That, that's the kind of guy I want running. And he kept us out of any of these foreign wars and foreign entanglements by being by projecting strength from the Oval. I love that early in his administration, he's at the G20 and he steps up and he like, get out of my way. We're the United States of America and there's a new <laughs> sheriff in town. And that sent a message. Just like when he put the embassy in Jerusalem, that sent a message and laid the predicate for getting the Abraham Accords. That's what the left doesn't want to ever admit. But the people of this great country see it. Yes, We've talked a lot about Trump. Let's talk really quickly about the other side. Kamala Harris, moments ago on The View, we have this clip, yes? Uh, moments ago on The View, uh, Kamala Harris said this uh, about Donald Trump and about you and about the Republican majority. And what are you going to do to stop the crazies? I am scared as heck. <laughs> yeah. Which is why I'm traveling our country. You know, there's an old saying that there are only two ways to run. So she's scared as heck of you, uh, your response. Uh, and do you think Joe Biden's going to make it to the general? I, I, I mean, uh, who knows? Uh, I assume so. But uh, this idea that they're, they're, they're scared of, of uh, you know, at least half the country, I believe, who, who believe in the Constitution, who believe in, you know, the First Amendment, the Second Amendment, the Fourth Amendment, don't want this censorship. Um, it's kind of scary. But I'm actually afraid of the left and what they've done to the country. And we can see it. You know, in, in many ways, this is the old Reagan question, the fundamental question. Are we better off now than we were four years ago? And anyone who stepped back subjectively and looks at that, you look at the we're on pace to get 12 million uh, migrants come into the country in the Biden presidency. We got you know the inflation problem. We got how we're perceived around the world with the weakness coming from the Oval Office. I mean, you look at all that and you're like, there's no way anyone with common sense can say we're better off now than we were four years ago. Let's let's get back to the Trump policies that 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 were so, I think, effective and good and, and good for the American people economically and, and American families. So I think that's the fundamental question. She can say what she wants, but Americans have common sense. And they see the facts. Yes. Well, thank you for bringing that common sense to the state of Iowa. Iowa voting common sense, handing Donald Trump the greatest victory in the history of the Iowa caucuses. Thank you, Jim Jordan. Godspeed. You bet. Thank and you. more subpoenas. It looks like Hunter Biden's finally going to answer some questions. Yeah, I think you so. broke Hunter Biden. We didn't yeah. even get there. We didn't have enough time. We didn't even get there. But you broke Hunter Biden. God bless you. All right. Take care. Thanks. Godspeed. Hunter Biden finally going to answer questions. The GOP majority. Dead ass. It's going to do it. It's amazing. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this was uh, certainly something that we were wanting to cover uh, today. The the uh, most important story right now in the country is the decay of the ruling class. And that is perfectly personified by Joe Biden and his family. And the corruption that has sort of been woven into and has been like has been like built into the ruling class. Now, you see this with Bob Menendez, right? You see this with with the people of the generation of Joe Biden. And it's all starting to come collapsing down. And it's really important to expose it to show people like what we're fighting against. It's very important to show people what we're fighting for. And then what we're fighting against, you have to do, you know, carrot and stick sort of thing. And so we're not going to let up on the Biden crime family. It's like a, it's like a meme 
people go back and like make fun of us because they're like, you've been saying Joe Biden's going to get arrested like back like three years ago. <laughs> I was like, yeah, this has been like a theme for the show because he is corrupt and wicked and evil. And now we've been made, now we're right. Now we've been, we've been proven right, ladies and gentlemen. And this is something that we missed. We missed our Monday gun day brought to you by Spikes Tactical. Uh, so here is our fun day gun day. Spikes Tactical mentioned we just love our Spikes Tactical. You can see it there on the uh, wall right behind me here. Such a Such a beautiful piece of machinery and such an important way to defend your freedoms. Spikes Tactical, of course, the uh, AR-15 of choice in the Johnson household. Uh, Hunter Biden prosecutors now officially saying that there was cocaine found in the gun pouch that he bought illegally while addicted to drugs and scathing court filing. Tell you what, all of my Spikes Tactical uh, firearms are legally obtained. And also, uh, I've never lied on my federal NICS form. You know, you have to fill out these forms and you have to not lie on them. These forums ask like multiple times, are you addicted to mainline narcotics? You have to, well, answer uh, honestly. And if you don't answer honestly, our own ATF under Joe Biden says you deserve 10 years in prison, 10 years in the clink. Ladies and gentlemen, what is this story about? Hunter Biden, the federal government is saying they found cocaine on his firearm accessories. Watch. Another blow, get it, to the president's son. Federal prosecutors say that cocaine residue was found on the leather case Hunter Biden stores his gun in. Cheryl Cassoni has had her nose all over this story. She's with Fox Business. She's here with more. Cheryl. Oh, good morning, pun. Are well done, guys, Carly and Todd. Uh, yeah, so federal prosecutors say that a brown leather pouch used by Hunter Biden to store his gun had cocaine residue on it. And this, as his defense team tried unsuccessfully to get the gun charges against him dismissed. According to a court filing, an FBI chemist subsequently analyzed the residue, determined it was cocaine. To be clear, investigators literally found drugs on the pouch where the defendant had kept his gun. Now, Hunter reportedly buying the gun in the, at that time and affirmed that he was not using any drugs because you have to submit this U.S. government form. Well, prosecutors telling the judge the strength of the evidence against him is, quote, overwhelming. The gun pouch was pulled from a state police vault last year. Then they tested it. A chemist with the FBI determined it was cocaine. Cocaine residue. Now, he's pleaded not guilty to these charges, accusing him of lying about his drug use uh, back in October of 2018 when he filled out that form to buy that gun that he kept for about 11 days. Ladies and gentlemen, we have obviously proven that Hunter Biden is a massive gun criminal. I am only in favor of lawful and responsible firearm ownership it is in fact the only the only firearms that are the problem are actually the people behind the firearms being utterly irresponsible psychotic deranged demonically possessed it's never the firearms fault it's always the person and this is of course a moral question for our nation hunter biden is a deeply immoral person here's the gun form that hunter biden lied on and you can see it here uh we actually have the forms you can see Hunter Biden's signature there, and you can see him ticking the box down here. I think it's question 12E. I think it's question E. Uh, it talks about, are you addicted to drugs? Are you addicted to marijuana, depressant, stimulant, or any other uh, illegal narcotic here in, 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 in for, uh, section E, subsection E here of the form? And Hunter Biden, of course, ticks, no, I'm not. You scroll over there, Royce. 
will show the answer. There you go. Hunter Biden ticks no. This this is his own hand, and that's his own penmanship. Ticking no, I'm not. Meanwhile, there's Coke found on his gun pouch. Not sure you should score store your firearm in a in a pouch anyhow. Well, ladies and gentlemen, um the the ATF director, I'm not sure what is at this this is this is the ATF director, correct, ALX? The ATF director under Biden was asked in a public hearing about what happens to regular Americans when they lie to the ATF on these forms. There's a bunch of questions. Are you an illegal alien? Are you running from the law? Are you someone who, you know, is are are you are you someone who like should not own a firearm based on the rules and laws of our nation? He says, yeah, 10 years in prison. You lie to us, 10 years in jail. And then Tom Tiffany from Wisconsin goes, what about Hunter Biden? Holds up the Hunter Biden form. What about Hunter Biden? Oh, baby. Super cringe. And then the, the response from the guy is like, oh, it's a cringy. And it's our cringe alert for the day, ladies and gentlemen. Here we go. Wilcox, if a person lies on Form 4473 and is a user of unlawful drugs, um, you can get between five to ten years for that. Is that correct? Is that my understanding? No, I I believe Congress changed the uh, sentence uh, last Congress. Uh, What is that sentence now? Up to 15. Up to 15 years. Uh, Why hasn't Hunter Biden been prosecuted for the crime that he committed? I'm not aware of the facts of that case and can't comment on it. Okay, who do we talk to to see why this uh, case is not being prosecuted? I mean, he said very clearly in his book that he used drugs. He had uh, gun, a gun, at least a gun. Point of order, Mr. Chairman. Stating point of order. Totally irrelevant and not germane to this proceeding. Uh, he, sir, he's got his he's got his five minutes. Go ahead, continue. <laughs> Okay, (laughs) I understand why um, you do not want Mr. Wilcox to answer that question. It's very clear why you don't want, because there's a dual system of justice in America. That's what's going on right now, and everybody's talking about it across America. There's two standards of justice that are are going on. Nice bolo, Tom Tiffany. She's got a giant bolo that he's got. Good for you. You're from Wisconsin. Do people wear bolos in Wisconsin? Are you from Wisconsin watching the show right now? Let me know. So that was Rob Wilcox, the federal legal director for every town for gun safety, being unable to answer the simple question, like, should Joe Biden be sprinkling crack on his guns? You're for every town gun safety. Is that safe use of a firearm? Hunter Biden sprinkling crack on his guns? Yeah, don't think so. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, bad news for Joe Biden in our election update. Did we did we make Vivek the Undertaker? <laughs> okay, that's good. We should probably take DeSantis off at this point, right? Like, we'd probably take DeSantis off. Vivek the Undertaker, that's fun. Democrat Senator Joe Manchin threatens to run against Joe Biden. Oh, my. The Battle of the Joes. Third-party ticket run. Joe Manchin. He's a Democrat from West Virginia. He's announced he's not running for Senate again. That opens up. West Virginia is arguably the reddest state in America. Not a single county was won by Joe Biden in West Virginia, okay? 
They have fair elections there. Joe Biden on Sunday jumping into the presidential race, third party ticket. If Manchin enters the race, he would siphon votes away from Biden's candidacy, dooming his reelection campaign, according to experts. Ooh, baby. Ooh, man. Getting tingles about it. The West Virginia Democrat who will retire from the Senate in 2024 told private gathering in Connecticut that he will meet with Biden in the coming days to move him to the center or else he's going to seriously consider a third party campaign. This is what he's telling his donors. Oh, man. So he'd be running in uh, he'd be running on the no labels ticket. Manchin does not intend to spoil Biden's reelection campaign, he told Fox News on Sunday. Well, of course, he has to say this because he needs Democrats to come out and vote for him, right? Manchin suggests that Super Tuesday will be a defining day to determine if he will jump into the race. For any third-party attempt, he would uh, definitely have to say Super Tuesday going forward the movement. So Joe Manchin is straight up telling donors he's going to run against Biden, and he's going to meet with Biden. Really interesting. Very interesting. This is, of course, the state. I'm not sure if we we had this pulled up, but this is what West Virginia looks like as a state map. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, Joe, not Biden. This this is what Jesse Smollett would call MAGA country, uh, not Joe Biden country. <laughs> yeah, baby. So, good news all around. Really exciting, and of course, the uh, the basics of the reason that states will look like this, well, it's because Donald Trump did deliver for them economically. Donald Trump did deliver tax cuts, as Jim Jordan said. Donald Trump did actually deliver. And whether you like the tweets or not is pretty irrelevant. Whether you like his skin color orange or not, it's pretty relevant. Donald Trump delivered. And that's why you see states looking like that. And why I think you're going to see a lot more states looking like that. Joe Biden's in a, Joe Biden's in a big time tough one right now. Joe Biden's in a tough one. Kamala Harris saying she's scared as heck. Scared as heck. Yeah. I'm scared as heck when I look at my investment portfolio. <laughs> I'm scared as heck when I look at the value of the American dollar going down to one penny effectively against the value of the American dollar 100 years ago. I'm scared as heck about what the Biden uh, regime is doing to the financial stability of this country. And we know that the Marxists, the goal is to, of course, grind the middle class between the millstones of high taxes and high inflation. And that is how you kill a middle class. And that is how you get statism, which is what they want. They also flood the country with people who have no skills, uh, with people who are not from here, and they balloon the welfare state. That is precisely like unskilled workers ballooning the welfare state. That is precisely what the Biden regime is doing right now. This cloward pivots. We talk about this. The two Marxist radicals from 1960s who spent their entire lives trying to devise how to bring down America. How do you bring down the beast that is America? Uh, please consider protecting yourself against those evil forces. Invest in gold. In, invest in precious metals, something that actually stands the test of time for its value. You should invest with my friends at Allegiance Gold. You can get physical gold. You can convert your IRA or 401k into gold. The stock market's taken a bit of a tumble. Uh, and the Chinese stock market actually went through the floor upon the news of Donald Trump's victory in Iowa. Pretty awesome. But nonetheless, ladies and gentlemen, uh, China bought 800 tons of gold this year, hedging against the erosion of a bad economy and bad economic times. So please go to protectwithbenny.com today. Call 844-66-BENNY. Get up to $5,000 of free silver with a qualifying purchase. Protect your future now with Allegiance Gold. Ladies and gentlemen, we are very excited to be part of the protecting of our future. We are very excited to be part of the protecting of your soul as well. This is why we always end our show with a Bible verse. 
I mean, it's not like not my job. I'm not a pastor, right? It's not, not up to me. I'm a simple Christian, but it's always good to share the good news. And so we, good or bad news day, this has been a particularly good news day. We're in good spirits. Uh, good or bad news. We shall end with a Bible verse to ensure that there is uplifting and that there is protection around you. And we need protection these days. Uh, from Exodus 14. Oh, Exodus, Royce. All right. Let's go. Old Testament, baby. Lock and load. And Moses said to the people, fear not. Stand firm. See the salvation of the Lord. He will work for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall never see again. Whew. Give me that. Give me that sweet Old Testament juice into my veins. Let's, let's hear it, baby. It's inspiring, actually. Stand firm and see the salvation of the Lord. The uh, Israelites, when they were in captivity in Egypt, uh, the Israelites had it way worse than we have it today, <laughs> okay? Like, there's a lot of people who are like, we're doomed, it's terrible, it's Sodom and Gomorrah. And we may be the modern version of Sodom and Gomorrah. It is true. But ladies and gentlemen, like, the, these people had it rough. They were enslaved. The, they were slaves, right? And they had uh, generations of slavery. And so they were they were facing some they were facing tough battles, real tough battles right now. Um, obviously, I think that there are people who have their souls enslaved, quite frankly, by Satan in in, the, in this country, which is a of course its own form of bondage, and the original form of bondage, quite frankly, all slavery comes from comes from Satan. Christ shall set you free, and you, your the yoke shall be light, ladies and gentlemen. So please follow the words of Moses. Our our faith ancestor as Christians. Fear not, stand firm and see the salvation of the Lord. He will work for you today. As we look across this nation and we see the evil forces at our door, like know this, that God rescued the Israelites, that God rescues his people from evil. And all we must do is stand firm and have faith. It's your boy, Benny. Standing with you, fighting for you. See ya.